Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to ask you a question. I really wanted to do a check-in today to see how everyone is doing right now because we've had a lot of things going on and we've been in a pandemic for almost a year. Can you believe that? It's been almost a year since this all started. That really dawned on me when I was thinking about the fact that my kids, their birthday is coming up in February. This is really when everything sort of took a swing for my family was right around their birthday time. So it made me realize, oh my gosh, you know, it's been a year since their dad tragically passed away. And since we had to work from home and we had the pandemic and our lives just completely flipped upside down. So I know that I've gone through a lot and I really wanted to check in with all of you to see how are you guys handling it and what's going on. And so what I wanted to talk to you today is about burnout. Burnout is a real thing. And whether you have burnout with regards to your job or in your marriage or even just in your life in general. You can have burnout in any area of your life. And being burned out is that state of physical or emotional exhaustion. And it involves a sense of reduced accomplishment. And you almost feel like you have a loss of personal identity. So burnout is a really difficult thing to deal with. For me, Whenever I've experienced burnout in life, it usually meant that I was neglecting some area of my life. So if I was burnt out at work, it meant that I was focusing too much there and not enough in other areas of my life. Or it also meant that I wasn't feeling the fulfillment that I normally did with work. Burnout, it's not a medical thing. It's not a medical diagnosis. But... Burnout can lead to depression because when you experience burnout, it can cause you to feel like you don't have control over that aspect of your life. So if you're at a job that you don't like, you might feel like you're out of control and you have to go to this job every day because you have to pay your bills and you just hate it. If it's a relationship, you may again feel like you're stuck, like I have to be in this marriage because we have children or because we've been here so long, I have to do this, and you feel like you can't control it. I'm here to tell you that there are some things you can do to help with burnout. But first of all, let's take a look and see if you are experiencing burnout because some of you may be out there thinking to yourself, I'm kind of tired, and maybe you are experiencing burnout, but you didn't realize it. So I'm just going to talk about what the symptoms of burnout actually are. So if you're thinking about burnout when it comes to your job, have you become cynical or critical at work? So when you get to work and they throw an extra job on you, do you immediately start to gripe about it and get upset? Do you have to drag yourself to work and you have trouble getting motivated to get started at work? and you find yourself maybe distracting yourself with other things. Or maybe you've become irritable or impatient with coworkers or with customers or clients. 
Do you lack the energy to be productive consistently? Maybe you do a little work for a while and you get up and you go wander around and go talk to people and go find something else to do and then come back and it just goes in spurts. Maybe you're finding it hard to concentrate at work. Do you feel like you lack satisfaction from the achievements that you have at work? Or do you feel disillusioned about your job in general? Because we've all been there. I've had jobs before where I thought my job was supposed to be one way and it was in the beginning and then it, it slowly shifted and it was something that I didn't like and didn't want to go to. Another way you can tell that you're experiencing burnout is if you use food, drugs, or alcohol to feel better or to simply not feel at all. Because if you think your job sucks or if your marriage sucks or if the things around you suck, you might be trying to numb yourself by using food, drugs, or alcohol. Those are all way pe ways that people do. Maybe your sleeping habits have changed. Maybe you have a hard time going to sleep because you know that when you go to sleep, you're going to have to get up and go to that job you hate. Or maybe you dread coming home. I don't know. Whatever it is. Maybe you have unexplained headaches or stomach aches or other physical problems. Because you know, whenever we're unsatisfied, that causes blockages in our energy chakras. And when we're blocked in our energy chakra, it can cause physical and emotional symptoms. And I'm gonna talk about the causes of job burnout. And this doesn't have to just strictly be about a job. You can feel these same things, let's say you're in a marriage that you're unhappy in. If you're unhappy in your marriage, you may dread getting up every day to have to deal with your spouse. Maybe you hate going to family events because you don't want to have to be around your spouse. Maybe you dread paying the bills every month because you guys don't agree on how the money should be spent. There are a lot of ways that you can experience burnout. Marriage is one, job is one. Most people think of it as with your job. But I'm here to tell you, you can experience it in all areas of your life. So, possible causes of job burnout. The lack of control. So if you feel like you have no ability to influence decisions that are made that affect your job, and let me tell you something, in teaching, that is so true. Most of the decisions that get made about education have nothing to do with teachers making those decisions. They're always made by people who are not in the classroom or have not been in a classroom for 20 years and they're the ones who are deciding what our schedule will be and what assignments will be and the workload. So if you feel like you don't have control over the decisions that get made about your job duties or about uh, your assignments and schedule, that can lead to burnout. Also, if you feel like you are unsupported, so let's say that you start a new job and you aren't trained very well, a lack of resources that you need to do or need to have in order to do a better job, that can also lead to burnout because it's frustrating to feel like you're expected to do a job and you aren't given the tools to do it. Also, if it's unclear about the degree or authority you have or the degree or authority that others have over you, you're likely to feel very uncomfortable at work because it's sort of like walking on eggshells. You don't know 
what the defined boundaries are so you don't know when you've crossed them or who you have to deal with if you do. So that can be a very frustrating thing as well. Also, being in a dysfunctional workplace dynamic, maybe you work with someone who's a bully or someone who completely undermines everything you say or do or tries to micromanage you, this can cause stress, which then causes you to dread your job. And let me tell you, I have worked with toxic coworkers in the past and it is awful. I am very lucky in that where I work now, I do not have any toxic coworkers, but I have been, I've worked in a job for years where I was actually the supervisor of a toxic coworker. And that was just a very difficult situation. It can affect the entire team and the entire dynamic. Everyone dreads going to the meetings. No one wants to have a meeting because they, they don't know what to expect from this one coworker. And that just makes everything feel off balance. And no one likes that. No one likes that. Everyone totally dreaded going to meetings. Another thing is extremes of activity. So if your job is very monotonous and is boring to you, then it's not going to be very fulfilling. But on the other hand, if it's very chaotic and you constantly need to be full of energy to remain focused, that can lead to fatigue and job burnout. As a teacher, I always feel like you have to be on stage and interacting with the kids and getting them engaged. And a lot of times that can take a lot of energy. So I remember my very first week of teaching, student teaching, I came home and I was just exhausted. And I think my mom said to me, oh yeah, there's no tired, like first week of school tired. And if she had said that to me before, I would not have known what she meant. But having had my first week in school, I was completely exhausted, overwhelmed, and just feeling completely drained. I had to learn how to balance that out, but there's still times, even to this day, when I feel very much drained when I come home from work because it just feels like you're always on. Also, if you feel like you have a lack of social support at work, so you feel very isolated, then you might be more stressed out or feel more depressed. And I can vouch for this too, because I remember whenever I worked at my other job, we all ate lunch together and it was great. It was a great part of the day because we could vent or tell funny stories or we heard about each other's lives. We could get advice. And it was just a, a great way to really connect with people and to feel like you had that social interaction. When I came to my new job, nobody eats lunch together, at least not that I'm aware of. And the teachers that I work with, we don't have the same lunch shift anyway. And they're at the other end of the hall. So I always just eat lunch in my classroom alone. And that's what I have been doing. And I've gotten used to it because I listen to podcasts and things while I eat lunch. But at first, it was very off-putting to me, and I didn't like it at all because I thought, I feel very isolated, like I'm here by myself, and this is not normal. But I realized that's just how a lot of teachers are here. They're so busy, they eat on their own lunch shift, and that's just what you do. And I've gotten used to it now, but at first, that used to really bother me because I thought, how am I supposed to get to know anyone if we don't even eat lunch together? But it's gotten better. But you may be feeling very isolated at work, and that, again, can add to your stress. 
Also, if you have an imbalance in your work life and your home life, maybe you work too much and it takes up all of your time and effort and then you don't have the energy or the time to spend with your friends and family. That can very much lead to burnout because we talked about before that you have to have all of the areas of your life balanced. So your social, emotional, your physical life, your spiritual life, your work life, all of those things have to be in balance. And when one gets out of balance, so if work is taking up too much of the time, it's again, if you will imagine like a tray of drinks and let's say that your work drink is much larger and heavier than all of the other drinks and it's throwing the rest of the drinks off balance on the tray because you don't have it balanced equally so that whole thing's going to dump over and the way that I look at that is if you're putting way too much of your time into your work everything else in your life is going to suffer because you don't have time to spend on your spiritual growth which would be doing things like making sure you're doing your meditations and balancing your energy you don't have time to spend with your friends and family and that takes care of your social emotional needs and maybe you don't have time to clean your house and that can be stressful too if you have everything cluttered. So if that's your physical area too. So you really have to make sure you have everything in balance. And then you also don't have time to work out if you need to. And I think everyone should try to get a little exercise into their life when they can. And when all of that is off balance, you feel it. And you may be experiencing sleep problems at night. Maybe either you always want to go to sleep because you're exhausted, or sometimes what happens is you're so tired and you're so busy and so drained, you try to go to bed and you can't. So it messes up everything. So you have to make sure everything is in balance. What are some risk factors? Because some people are more likely than others to experience burnout. So some risk factors of burnout, and this can be for relationships too. You identify so strongly with your work that you lack balance between your work life and your personal life. This can happen in relationships. You identify so strongly with your partner that you lose your own sense of identity. And in a normal, healthy relationship, there should be two people who do a lot of things together so your time may overlap, but you don't spend every single waking second together. You have your own identity outside of this person's because when we're people pleasers, what tends to happen is we sort of take on the other person's identity. We have a conversation with them and whatever they say they like, we're like, yeah, I like that too. We want to be agreeable. But what we end up doing is losing ourselves somewhere in there. Also, if you have a high workload, including overtime work, you're at a higher risk for burnout. And in a marriage, if you're doing more of the work, if you're doing more of the share of the workload around the house, that's going to lead to burnout and resentment. You're going to end up resenting the person you're with, and for good reason, obviously. Also, if you're trying to be everything to everyone, and this applies with work and in your home life, you are going to burn out because you, you know... I was taking an advertising class and one of the things that they were talking about was if you try to appeal to everyone, you're going to appeal to no one. And what that means is if you don't know what you stand for, if you don't know who you are, then no one's going to know who you are and you're not appealing to anyone. So it's important for you to put yourself first. 
because you can't make anyone happy if you're unhappy. And if you're trying to please everyone and put everyone's needs ahead of your own, you're going to be dissatisfied. You're going to be resentful and it's not going to be a good thing. Also, if you work in a helping profession like teaching or healthcare, you have a higher risk for burnout because you're giving more of yourself. If you feel like you have little or no control over your work, or if your job is monotonous, then you are at higher risk for burnout. So some of the consequences of job burnout might be excessive stress. And you know you have this when you come home from work and your child or your partner innocently says something to you and it just makes you snap because you've been so stressed out from the day. So if you find yourself snapping at nothing, probably burnt out. Fatigue is another thing. Insomnia, sadness, anger, irritability, uh, misusing alcohol or other substances, heart disease, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, and also a compromised immune system, so being vulnerable to other illnesses. So if you feel like you're one of those people who constantly gets sick, it might be because your immune system is lowered and that could be due to stress and, and burnout at work or in your marriage. So now that we know what it is, and most of you are out there probably saying, that's me, I experienced that. And we all do at some point in our lives. We all go through it. And so first of all, if you are going through that, I sympathize with you and you're not alone. This is a a natural thing for us to go through as we're trying to determine what we want our lives to be. So the one thing that I would advise you to start doing if you are feeling this way about any area of your life is to evaluate your life. Think about what you wanted your life to look like as opposed to what it really looks like. This is an interesting journaling activity because I remember the one thing when I went through my spiritual awakening, the first thing that I thought of when I got out of bed and I had my like epiphany moment was that there has to be more to life than just this. And the words, I didn't think my life would end up like this, that's exactly what I was thinking. So it's time for you to evaluate your options. So sit down and think of what do I want my life to look like? Does it look like that now? And if no, why doesn't it look like that now? What things can I change? And you may look at it and go, oh my gosh, I need to change a lot. Don't get too hung up over what needs to change because you're not changing it all in one day. We're just making a list and it's something for you to look at to see, hey, I can actually take actionable steps every day to make this more of a reality. So what did you want your life to look like? What does it actually look like? What's missing? Why is it not matching up? Why doesn't it align? What's missing in your life now that you need in order for it to look like the life you wanted to have? And then seek support. So whether it's friends and coworkers that you can talk to about it, it's important for you to seek some support. Counseling is a great way. And also coaching is a great resource too. A lot of people just don't think about it because they think coaching is just for people who, you know, oh, I want to lose weight, so I'm going to go and work with a coach, or I want to change my career, so I'm going to go and work with a coach. Coaching is actually very useful for even just figuring out 
what you want your life to look like and what you can do to change it so that it starts looking more like it. Because sometimes it's even just our mindset and how we react to people and things. So if you're a people pleaser, you have to work on how not to be because you're not going to end up being happy if you continue down that path of giving everyone everything you have because there's nothing left for you. So in coaching, one of the things we can do is to look at what factors in your life are making you feel burnt out or making you feel like you're not living your dream life. And we go from there and and then, you know, I can't tell you exactly what I give clients because each person is different. Every person I see has an individualized plan that I give them or tools I give them to help them get to where they need to be because it's based on what you need and you're a completely unique individual so you're not going to need the same thing that someone else might need. So we actually go over and we do this part together. We discuss what you want for your life or what change you want to see in your life and then we create a plan of action to help you get there. And working with a coach, it's like... I'm making you accountable for doing those actionable steps. But then you're seeing the result. And it's amazing. And it's always cool to me to get to work with people. And then they come back to me and say, oh my gosh, I'm so happy I worked with you. I'm so happy I found you. This stuff is really changing. That for me is the most amazing thing. I love it. And I have to say that some people start with one session, but you really can't get a lot of change from one session. You really have to do a package. Really, more than one is what it takes to see change. But I work with my clients, and so sometimes they'll start with one and then say, oh, I'd like to make it a package. And then we can work on that and just make it into a package that's affordable for you. Because the greatest thing is being able to see change. It is so awesome to see people learn and grow and be able to actually enjoy the life they live and to see some growth in what they're doing. That's the coolest thing. So another thing you need to do is work on trying to relax. And you can do that through yoga, through meditation, going for walks, go getting a massage. All of those things can help you to relax or or taking a hot bath and listening to relaxing music. But you need to try to relax because if you are burnout like that, your stress levels are probably through the roof. And I would suspect that you probably do have high blood pressure and that's not good for you. So try to relax. Try to find time every day to do that. Get regular exercise because that can help you. And get some sleep. I tell people this all the time. When I say go get exercise, don't think you have to go out and join a gym. You don't. I don't belong to a gym. I work out at home. I just have YouTube, and I look for workouts that I think are fun, and those are the ones that I do. And you have to find what works for you and what you like. But I say keep going until you find a workout routine that you love because if you don't love it, you're not going to be motivated to do it, and you're just going to quit. So you've got to find something that you love to do and also making sure that you're getting plenty of sleep, which sometimes might mean making the effort to go to bed earlier and turn off the TV earlier so that you get a restful night's sleep. A lot of experts say 20 minutes before you go to bed, turn off everything so you're not stimulated by the light of the TV or of your phone or whatever. And also mindfulness is just a great way Focusing your breath and 
being aware of what's around you and just being present because when we're being mindful, it helps us to be a little bit more patient with ourselves and with others. But just know if you're experiencing burnout, you do not have to stay stuck in that. You always have other options. Even if you think that you don't, you do. It might take working with someone to help you see what options are available to you. It's always worth it. I work with coaches all the time. In fact, I'm just starting to work with another coach because I just get so much out of it and I love it. So if you are interested in coaching, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can purchase sessions online, but you can also go to my website and there is my phone number. You can call me for a free discovery call. I will get on a call with you and talk to you about what you need from me and we can see if I'm a good fit for you. Because just like I think with counseling, you have to find the right counselor. Same thing in coaching. You have to find a coach that you connect to and that you will want to keep going to and who will motivate you because if you don't like me or if you don't like the coach you're working with, I hope you like me, but you know we all connect differently to different energy. If you don't like the coach you're working with, you're less likely to do the work, to stay motivated, or even to continue the coaching sessions. So keep that in mind. All right, guys. Well, I wanted to pull a card for you. And the card I pulled, oh, and by the way, if you do purchase a coaching session from me, um, just to let you know, the prices are going to be changing soon, and I'm going to be offering like more availability, which will give you better results. So stay tuned for that. But you can go on my website, melissaoatman.com. From the offerings page, you can purchase the session or the package, and then contact me to schedule it. I have evening availability through the week and Saturday and Sunday I have um, mid-morning to early afternoon availability and all of my sessions are done online through Zoom. So it's convenient and easy. All right and I record them for you so you can go back and watch them again. All right so the card that I pulled for you today is from the Heart Thoughts deck by Louise Hay and it's I am connected with a higher power. The wisdom and intelligence of the universe is mine to use. I trust in life to support me. And that's it, guys. It really is about trust. Having faith and trusting that the universe has your back. There is a plan for your life. And you are not being held secret from this plan. Your intuition, your soul knows its purpose. Sometimes it's about being able to tap into it and to see it for yourself, which is one of the things that I can help you do. So don't suffer in silence. Don't sit there and feel frustrated and stressed and burn out. Work with someone, contact someone, take some steps to get the help that you need. You're worth it and you're worthy and deserving of living a life you love, not a life where you are stuck and frustrated. So reach out and get the help that you need. Also, if you want to follow me on social media, I go live Mondays on Facebook where I do a free card reading. And if you show up for the live, I'll pull a card especially for you. So that's another way to get some guidance. And also my book, Beautifully Broken, The Spiritual Woman's Guide to Thriving, Not Simply Surviving a Divorce or Breakup, is still available on Barnes & Noble, Goodreads, and Amazon. And it's also available on the audiobook form on Audible. And all I have to say is if you read this book and it helped you and you loved it, please leave me a review because that is the best way that you can help me by sharing information about how others can also get the book. 
And as always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave me a positive review from wherever you're listening. That always helps me. And I want to thank you so much for being here with me today. As always, I am sending you so much love and light. I hope that you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. And I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.